This is your life, God's truth, your QFM. It's Phil here in the studio. Mike is here as well. And on the line is none other than Pastor Gus Booth, Warroad Community Church. Gus, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, real good. Good to talk to you as we work our way through May. Mama's Day this weekend. It's coming up. I don't know why my wife wants me to buy her presents. She's not my mama, but I have to every year. (laughs) I've said that for 45 years. Gosh, I don't get it. I'm like, baby... You ain't my mom. <laughs> I think you know the answer to that, but I will, oh, we'll just leave it alone. Yeah. yeah All right. And so do pastors feel like they have to uh, preach on Mother's Day about moms? or? Yeah, or you just... know, I actually thought about that when I was preparing, and I thought, you know, this has nothing to do with moms. Maybe I'm making a mistake. But Oops. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing to do with moms in the sermon. We're going to give away some cool gifts. So oh, there you go. And, uh, it's awesome, but... Yeah, but it's a it's a non Mother's Day message for that's me. That's all right. <laughs> well, we got to love on the moms, that's for sure. The last two sermons for you have been on race, right? I mean, just yes, give I me a, give me part. thirty seconds there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize I was going to do part two part series, but the first time or the first sermon was the myth of systemic racism in the United States, and the second message was the terribleness of critical race theory. Yeah. So. Hmm. You know, there's efforts out right now. Mike, you emailed Senator Paul Gazelka yep. today, and I just got an email at QFM urging people to contact him and your senators, your representatives, because there's some sort of an education bill that they're going to be voting on before the end of this legislative session. We're on the home stretch there now, uh, and we have got to keep that stuff out of Minnesota schools, if at all possible. So you sent one, Mike? I or? did. Yep, I yeah. did. I, I just told him he has to stand yeah. stand against this because when we saw it at the uh, BPOU, I did see your dad there too that evening, by the way, Gus. Yeah. Right on. Um, <laughs> they, they were talking about this, and they okay. showed exactly what was being brought. Being well, there proposed. was so much pushback mm. by parents, they pulled it off. Yeah. And they're, they're restructuring and redoing. But from what Nathan told me, my son, who's on the school board, they are not changing as much as what I think a lot of people would like them to. Yeah, there's still too much sneaking in there. Well, there's a lot of sneakiness. Uh, It's a lot of deception in our nation, in our world, and that comes from the father of lies. And Gus, uh, you had sent me something earlier today. You know, tomorrow is the National Day of Prayer. I think it was started by Billy Graham that was on the steps of the U.S. Capitol saying, we need to uh, get on our knees in this nation. It was, I think, in 1952. So uh, Truman uh, put it in law. He said, yep, National Day of Prayer, first Thursday of every month of May. And so here we are. But now they're not allowing it tomorrow at the U.S. Capitol. We still have the... uh, you know, the wire's up, the uh, barbed wire and all that. And, uh, Gus, uh, this is not a good a good look for the U.S. No, it isn't. Too bad. Josh Jones gets the credit, though. He's the one that sent it, that to me first, <laughs> and then I sent it to you. But, yeah, yeah, when you are actually telling Americans that, like, hey, you're not good enough to pray on the Capitol for whatever reason, I just think... It's a telltale sign of the condition of our administration and the condition of our nation. And it's not surprising. Well, I shouldn't say it. it is a bit surprising, to be honest. 
Yeah. But it's not too surprising, I guess. Hmm. You know, our nation founded on biblical principles. There is really no argument at all about that. And it all really began 400 years ago with the Mayflower Compact, some of the wonderful things that were said there and put down on paper was absolutely amazing. And then it took a while for this country to actually be founded. And then you've got your Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And so Christianity, I mean, we were front and center, but that really has changed. Gus, you and I both uh, pre-listened to tonight's uh, Janet Mefford show, and they were talking about that, where now people of faith, um, we're really kind of on the outside looking in when it comes to many facets of our culture. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, there there definitely has been a shift, and we're living through that shift right now. Um, But what do you do outside of continuing to to preach the gospel in a way that causes people to to maybe scratch their heads a bit, but... um, there's just no other way around it. We're we're a minority. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, by we, I just mean Bible-believing Christians are a minority. And so was Daniel when he was in Babylon, and he still thrived anyway. That's right. right? So we can do it. We've got to keep at it. Uh, Breakpoint today, Mike, I think you referred to that this morning. There's like uh, 25 to 30 percent of young evangelicals that say, for example, now that coal habitation is just fine and casual sex outside of marriage is just fine that's us that's the church Mm -hmm. that has that viewpoint so it's no wonder we're weak right oh it's it's that that tells you right there the foundation is crumbling it is crumbling because i mean they don't call it relationships anymore it's just hookups i mean that's that's the verbiage but you know i i look and and so you see what's happening in this country and we ran an ad on Joe Biden. We didn't want to. Oh, yeah. But we had to. About how his faith and his religion at the Brandywine church he attends Mm -hmm. is so front and center in his life. I must have heard that ad how many times? We played that. And now you have that same president that's taking away National Day of Prayer. So when Gus said Bible-believing Christians... Well, he's not... I, I will correct you. He's not allowing it at the U.S. Capitol. At, at the Capitol. He can't take it away because we can still no, do it. But, yeah, but okay, anyway, yes. Thank you for just that. Just clarifying that. But for him not to have it there where prayer yeah. should be front and center oh, in this country man. is totally, to me, takes yeah. away everything that he's said. Yeah. In his. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, again, Gus, even the church is floundering, <laughs> let alone, you know, academia, uh, corporations, all these, you know, the media. Things like that. I was just reading something here, Gus, where uh, the ratio in our nation right now in education, it's about 15 to 1 of far left to any conservative Ph.D. students. Uh, that's what the pipeline is full of right now, Gus. Wow. 15 well, to PhD 1. PhD just stands for post hole digger, doesn't it? I, That's am I wrong? wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't. Think, I think you I'm might just teasing, be. I'm teasing. There are <laughs> PhDs out there that deserve that recognition. Oh, that was good. <laughs> but unfortunately, they're the ones getting into uh, professorships. Uh, well, we know. We've talked about this. Uh, it's a mess. And on the show tonight, on Janet's show, this author who wrote a book, uh, Winning the Second Civil War Without Firing a Shot, he is advocating 
we're going to have to kind of start over with rebuilding institutions in our nation, whether it's social media, uh, schools, things like that. Gus, that sounds like a ginormous task. What, what, when you heard that, what did you think? I, I just, we're not up to it. We are, we're too fragmented as a church to, yeah. to rally together with any sort of unity when we have 25% of our young people saying that about cohabitation. It's just, uh, I, I don't have faith that that's going to happen. There's going to be pockets of, you know, righteousness in our nation, but I am not one that believes that we're going to turn this around mm -hmm. to become a God-fearing, you know, missionary-sending, Christ-focused nation again. I wish, I hope I'm wrong, yeah. you know, but I just, um, just keeping it real, I don't believe that yeah. that's going to happen. You know what? We try, we pray, and that's all we can do, but uh, it's like that sermon we talked about a few weeks back from John MacArthur. We don't win down here, you know? It, we don't. We win in the end when Jesus comes back, but it's pretty clear that things get pretty nasty down yeah, here. Yeah, and so that's part of the reason why, I'm, why I think, like, hey, yeah. we're, it's, it's going to get worse, and, but it doesn't have to get worse in, in my house. That's right. It doesn't have to get worse in my church or even in my community, depending upon how, you know, righteous your community is. There will be pockets of righteousness. And, I, you know, I don't have the platform to speak to Dallas, Texas, or Baton yeah. Rouge, Louisiana, but I've got a platform to speak in my community, and so I'm going to speak up, and I'm not going to put my head in the sand and not say anything like an ostrich, and I'm also not going to pick up my dukes and start punching people like a boxer. God wants us to not be an ostrich Christian or a boxer Christian, but he wants us to be a standing one. <laughs> so Amen. I'm just going to stand on the rock. Mm, that is so good. Man, that's just right on. That's what I love about things like the National Day of Prayer in your community. You know, I know we just got another one where there, there's going to be an effort led in, in Thief River Falls tomorrow. We've got a big one here in Bemidji, and there's others. And then the March for Jesus coming up on Saturday, May 22nd. Boy, if you can come down with a carload, Gus, it's going to be amazing. I, I, you know, Mr. Optimistic here, I think we can get a thousand or more people from this region that are going to march for Jesus down a public street here in Bemidji and then head over for a big rally at the waterfront as we worship the Lord together. Uh, we do need to do that. And, and then other things, too, like, well, run for your school board or whatever the case may be. So like you said, Gus, we need to take that stand, don't we? Yeah, I would, love, I would run for political office in a second if I thought the Lord wanted me to do it. Yeah. I just, you know, he just hasn't motivated me to do it. But it's in my heart to do it, but it's got to be on his. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, uh, running for a local school board right now, not much more important than that, you know, uh, other than <laughs> getting your kids over to a Christian school. We're seeing a lot of that happening right now, oh, too. We are. So, uh, and, and that's great. I mean, I, that's fantastic. It's just going to cost you a little bit more because right. I that's don't... Right, that's yeah. the kicker. Christian schools aren't popping up because it's free to send your kids to public school and... If they had vouchers, if they had education vouchers, man, you know, oh, man. Christian schools would pop up everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, well, it is It is interesting, that's for sure. And 
We just will keep monitoring it. We'll keep speaking out on it. We'll be, keep encouraging people to do what you're doing, Gus, to, to take that stand and to speak winsomely into the culture and not get hopeless and not get angry. Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Just a big smile on your face, being confident in the faith that you have and in the God that you serve, realizing that Pastor MacArthur said, we do, we don't win down here, we win in the end. Yes. And, uh, you know, Mother's Day coming up, let's let's keep growing our families as well. We need good families and the families that love Jesus. I mean, one of the the first thing they're going to pray about tomorrow for the National Day of Prayer, they have all these different issues, is the family. You know, that's really where it begins, Uh, God's building block for our culture. And unfortunately, that's gotten to be quite a mess lately, too. But that is something we can fix in our own homes. We we can. And and that's I I truly believe that's why God put that on my heart to do this at the Pregnancy Center. Yeah. In this uh, fatherhood class. class. Yeah. Is that tonight? That's tonight. Starts tonight. And um, I have 12 signed up. Awesome. But when I was doing the the stuff on... uh, on pornography in that Conquer series. Yeah. And it just, every time I'd go to the class and teach the class, I'm like, man, why, why is this, why are these guys here? What's going on? They all have a wound. They all have something. And then pretty soon this light bulb went off and it's like, well, it's because they didn't have a dad. Yeah. I mean, I bet you 90% of the guys that went through my classes in those four years didn't have a father. There was a breakdown there. You're and a I'm strong like, strong father figure. There's yeah. got, yeah, that's got to change. Yeah, amen. It's amen. got to change. All right, here we are talking about dads, and it's almost Mother's Day. Well, <laughs> it's always about us, isn't it, gentlemen? It's always about us. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, thank you, Gus, for weighing in. We always appreciate it. You're welcome, my friend. Okay. See you later, bro. God bless you. Yes, All right. This is your life, God's truth, your QFM.